Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. This week we're off to Jackson, Mississippi for the Sanderson Farms Championship. The brand new PGA Tour schedule resumes after the break we took for the President's Cup. Elk, it turned out to be a Team USA victory as we had anticipated, but the internationals put up a pretty good fight over the weekend. Yeah, I suppose. Um I suppose we did, Diane. We didn't win, so I'm not sure if um, I feel good about losing the President's Cup again. We won it one time as all we've won it. Um, yeah, there was an unusual set of circumstances with the you know, incorporation of Live Golf or, or, the, or the left out of the players that joined Live Golf, and the international team was sort of decimated from four of our best players that came onto that squad. There was a few things that emerged from the international players. We, we see that Tom Kim has got a, a lot of star power. He was fun to watch. Um, Trevor Rillman did as good a job as he could. Um, way overmatched, Diane. It was evident, as we talked about on this very show a week ago, how much the U.S. team putted better than the internationals, and it really showed as the course of the week. Um, I don't think the USA team played unreal golf. A few of them did. Jordan Spieth, yeah. uh, Justin Thomas. So, you know, Scotty Scheffler sort of bumbled around, Sam Burns, they didn't do too much, you know, but <clears throat> overall looked like it was well accepted. Don't know what the ratings were, but the course itself would look magnificent condition. I've never seen a course look more beautiful and the crowd loved it. So, hey, is it a win-win? I'm not sure. We'll have to find out. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it for all four days. And uh, Saturday, as you say, Tom Kim was just fantastic. Um, I thought Saturday and Sunday were two brilliant days for the international team. And it, even though they lost and you've been on the team before, you were part of the team when the internationals won it that only time. I felt it was a little bit of a win for them. After Thursday, you and I had been texting on Thursday I mean, they were demolished on Thursday. 
And we kind of thought that it might go the opposite way, that the internationals would start really hot on Thursday. And at one point on Friday, you thought, God, this could all finish on Saturday. Sunday might not even take place um, or count for anything. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thought the internationals did themselves really proud over the weekend. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think one of the commentators said that the international have not won a four ball match at the President's Cup or a session in like 15 years. And I think, you know, it's hard to win a session in four balls, Diane, when, you know, you've got guys coming into the team that don't know one another. I mean, imagine playing Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas who've been playing golf since they were 10 years old and how much, how good friends they are. And it's, it's not easy putting a team together with seven different countries that play this week. And what kind of ball do you play? Um, you know, I don't know the other guy's game very well. Now we've, now we've got to be put together and try to star in a team to play some guys that had, Let's face it, more star power, more firepower on a home course with the home crowd. So I suppose all in, with all the things that were stacked against the international team, it wasn't a blowout, is that? That's not really a win for us, though, Diane. That's not really a win. Well, see, I'm the optimist, so I'll say it was a slight win. What I will say is... There was controversy in the run-up to the President's Cup with the live players being left off. I didn't miss them at all. And I think the likes of Max Homa, who had won the Fortinet the week before, is playing the best golf of his life, said he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he was a captain's pick. And people were saying to him on Twitter and whatever that if it hadn't been for the live guys not being allowed to play, that he would never be on the team. Homa played great and he really showed that he deserved to be there. But I didn't I didn't miss the likes of Bryson and Brooks and DJ. I, I felt that not once did I think, oh man, this would be so much better if Patrick Reed was playing or if Bryson was playing. So I think that it was a, a great event and overall a, a big success. I didn't quite have all the same feelings that you did. I was thinking, wow, it'd be good if we had Cam Smith playing where, or, or Answer or uh, Neiman would plug in really nicely into some of those matches and it was a bit of a shame. Look, I don't think it's more disgruntled or separated than it is. I didn't think it could get any worse than it was a month ago, but I think it's even worse now. And, and you know, I was listening to um, Patrick Cantley, who in his press conference, they said, well, would you go to live? And he said, well, I don't know. And they said, well, what do you mean you don't know? And he said, well, if 20 of these guys from the President's Cup left to go to live, then I probably would go too because I want to play where all the best players are. So it was a very interesting leave open conversation from Patrick Cantley. Other guys have been super strong and say, no way, never, I'm not going. Um, <clears throat> it is very fragmented right now. It was also interesting, Diane, I don't know if you noticed it, but they were playing music on the first tee uh, on the two days at the President's Cup this week. And I wonder, is the PGA Tour sort of starting to catch a message from the crowd or all the research that other people have done to jazz up the fans a little bit more? Are they going to blend the product here a little bit, Diane? Well, first, from someone who worked at the Ryder Cup last year, that first tee environment 
is unmatched. Uh, and it looked like the President's Cup was up there. Very, very similar in that you have the music playing, you have people just supporting their teams, dressed up. They get there at the crack of dawn. They want to have the best seats in the house to see their favourites tee off. Um, and that, that atmosphere at those events, there's nothing else like it. So I was watching it, looking at the crowds on the first tee on Sunday, thinking... It's taken me right back to whistling straights on the Ryder Cup last year. And I just don't think anything can come close to replicating that. No, and I, I think the Ryder Cup, what, what did you think? What did you see from the American team? Are you, are you fearful for your, your Ryder Cup team coming <laughs> to Italy? Or they didn't play too well, so maybe, maybe there was a crack in the door. I'm trying to sort of set you up here to, to hammer me if you can. No, I wish I could. I think that... Um, We've talked about this and we will talk about this a lot more in the run-up to the Ryder Cup in Italy next year, but Europeans are going to have to put together a whole new team pretty much. And, you know, we've got um, Nikolai and Rasmus Hoygaard, the, the young European twins who look like they're going to be kind of the next big thing to come out of Europe. Um, Robert McIntyre, the Scot, who won again on the DP World Tour just a few weeks ago, he looks like he's going to be a, a rising European star. These guys are going to have to really step up to the plate because we have a lot of gaps that we need to fill against a very strong US team. Yeah, US team is getting more experience and, of course, it'll give me time to catch the correct pronunciation of some of your new European players <laughs> by the time the Ryder Cup rolls around in a year or so, Diane. Yes, we need all the help we can get with that. Um, right, so all in all, it was a well-deserved Team USA victory, but the internationals put on a good show and um, I enjoyed it. I mean, last year we had this tournament the week after the Ryder Cup. This year, Sanderson Farms Championship, again, the week after the President's Cup. The field is affected in that sense. Um, and Sam Burns and Christian Bezadenhut are the only two that are traveling. <laughs> You're one of your favorite names. Can't say it, never said it right, ever. They're the only two that are traveling from Charlotte to play this week. Sebastian Munoz was in the field, but he withdrew late in the day yesterday. He was going to be one of my picks this week. He's won this tournament before, but um, Sam Burns defending champion. We had picked him as our outright favorite last year, and we got a nice little win under our belt at the start of the season. So good for Sam Burns that he's going to be back there defending his title. When we think about this golf course, Diane, the country club at, at Jackson, Mississippi, um, we think about two models that have sort of won this tournament. Sergio Garcia last year uh, or, or two years ago, Sam Burns, excellent strikers of the ball. Sergio Garcia, we know, doesn't putt that well. And I think you told me some stats on him that he was like, <clears throat> did his normal great ball striking at this tournament, but then bought his putting way down and got him to, what, got him to win. Yeah. Sam Burns did his normal last year, which has hit the ball unreal and didn't have to putt that good to win. Guys like Peter Malnati, who, who's won this tournament, finished second. He's sort of a, the outlier in the model, which just puts so well that he can pull himself up into contention. But, Diane, <clears throat> I am looking at guys that naturally hit the ball very straight. I remember, you know, playing in the South myself and on some on particular courses, uh, not this one, but like it, uh, with plenty of rough, narrow, tree line. You've got to hit it. You've got to play good all week. This course is tricky. Uh, we know superior strikers do really well on this course and that's the way I'm setting up my picks this week. Yeah, you're totally right looking at the models and um, one stat that does seem to stand out is 
high greens in regulation percentage. And um, we saw that from Sam Burns. We saw that from Sergio. The other thing is you can look at the likes of Cameron Champ, who's won this tournament before as well, who, you know, biggest hitter on tour, <laughs> blasting it all over the place because the rough wasn't all that penal. Um, but yeah, I'm the same as you. I'm looking at really solid ball strikers this week and uh, throwing in some great putting stats as well. So... Um, Donald Ross Greens, actually, I want to talk to you about that because um, Bermuda grass, small Donald Ross Greens, what, what do they mean? What are the real characteristics of, of Donald Ross Greens? Well, Donald Ross, you know, is known for having sort of penal greens where have a flat spot on the top of the green where you actually can get on. And if you're just slightly off, it rolls down and goes away and leaves you awkward little chip shots. When I think of Donald Ross, I think of Pinehurst number two, particularly where you've got these turtle back greens where if you hit a good shot, yes, you have a big advantage of everyone that actually misses it. So tricky, uh, well-designed golf courses usually bring out great strikers, Diane. Um, I'm looking particularly this week at guys that drive the ball straight. Absolutely 100%. I've got no one on my teams this week that, that, that don't either come in off Corn Ferry or the regular tour that are not inside the top 30 in greens and reg because they naturally hit the ball solid on the club face and they can hit it pin high, get up on top of these greens and, uh, you know, put himself in position. And I'm, I'm actually covering myself, Diane, on the backside with all my players have got to be good putters. Okay, I like it. And the scoring is going to be low this week. That's what we traditionally see at this tournament. Um, Country Club of Jackson is a par 72, 7,461 yards. Right, there could but- be, however, there could be a note there that, that the, uh, the um, Hurricane Ian coming up the coast could give them some severe easterly winds coming in, Diane. So it could be extremely windy. Could be. Don't know the effects of that, but we'll see that as it goes. So scoring may not be as low. Could be some real blustery conditions, which will make it even more interesting, which will even put ball strikers to the top even a bit more. No, I might want to change my picks after you say that. <laughs> you've, <laughs> got to bring in, you've got to bring in the weather map, Diane. I know, always. Coming That's from funny. Scotland, there's nobody that should know that more than you. Yeah, we're planning, we're having our baby shower this weekend. And uh, obviously with the weather moving up and Hurricane Ian, we're like, oh my gosh, are we doing the right thing by this going ahead? But we'll just have to wait and see. Um, as you say, I grew up in these blustery conditions. It's nothing compared to the wind in the north of Scotland. Okay then. Right, well, let's get into our picks because we're going to both start with our outright favourites. I'll let you go first. I have a feeling I know who it is anyway. Well, I talked about it already. I think Sam Burns is, you know, he didn't have a great amount of points that he won at the President's Cup with uh, number one, Scotty Scheffler, good teammates. They played a lot of close matches. I'm not even sure what he won, maybe a point or so. But Sam Burns, I saw him making all kinds of putts at the President's Cups, 30, 50, 60 foot. I think he even made a 100 foot putt. But, you know, I talked about it at the top. Great driver, great iron player, number fifth in putting on the tour from last year. I mean, hard for me to go against that. I'm taking him with another guy, Russell Henley, who's even has better stats sitting right next to him on the top of the board, 14th in driving, 7th in green to reg. 27th in putting. So those two guys, to me, Diane, uh, I'm hopeful that uh, Sam Burns has the same amount of energy he had coming off the President's Cup this week as he did last year off the Ryder Cup, and we'll see how we go. He comes from Louisiana, used to windy conditions, knows it 
everything about playing this course well. So those are my two outright picks. Okay, I'm glad that you have two because I've got two as well. Um, I was going to go with Sebastian Minos. I was all in on him and then he withdrew. But... Um, I'm going to start with JT Poston, who's one of our Secret Golf contributors. You know, looking across the board at JT's stats, the, I don't think the stats are really telling the story of where his game's at, um, especially putting average. He's coming in at 129th right now. But remember that he didn't play the Fortinet, or did he? Did he play the Fortinet? Uh, no, but he, he JT did. is one of the best putters on the whole PGA right? Tour. Yes. So I'm taking the stats right now um, with a pinch of salt because it's uh, it's hard when the new season's underway and other people have played one tournament and they're immediately jumping ahead of someone like JT. But we saw him win late in the season at the John Deere. He'd finished second at the Travelers the week before that. Um, it, we saw him win before at the Wyndham. It's like JT Poston really picks up at the end of the season. But I'm hoping that the form's going to continue at the start. He finished third here in 2020, 11th in 2019. You know, great ball striker, great putter. So I like JT Poston this week. This course just kind of fits his game. And then um, he is 16 to 1, so definitely a favourite this week. But I'm going to stick with Taylor Montgomery. So I gave you Taylor um, coming off the Corn Ferry Tour to do well at the Fortinet, and he ended up finishing third. So, I mean, I, I love him. There's no way in the world I'm going to back off him now. Finished seventh in the Corn Ferry Tour season-long points list and has to be feeling extra motivated after that great stop, start to his PGA Tour career. But um, he's a really good putter. He's a big hitter. Maybe just has to hone in his approach slash greens and reg a little bit. But, I mean, right now he's sitting at 21. He's sitting third in putting, sixth in par four performance. So Taylor Montgomery, I found him at 35 to one. Um, him and JT Poston, that's who I'm picking as my favourites. I like it. Um, right, so I've got my two. You've got your two in Sam Burns and Russell Henley. Um, we'll look at ones to watch. So guys with slightly higher odds, who are you looking at this week? I'm going to bring in a couple of guys that uh, played well in for tonight out in, in, in Napa. Guys, you got some energy, you're playing well, whatever. Uh, ben Ahn, who's 80 to 1 this week, had a really good week at uh, in Napa. Great stats, 37, 34, 36. So the big three this week for me, which is driving, greens and reg, and putting. Uh, 80 to 1 this week, really good striker. Maybe a slightly motivated by some of his South Korean buddies that played in the President's Cup. Maybe push him over the edge this week. I got another one that I'm, I love to look at some of these Corn Ferry guys that are coming on the tour because I know they have the most energy. You know, they're in year one of the PGA Tour. I even remember what it was like back then, Diane. So exciting. <laughs> All Haley the second. Okay. Got some great numbers coming off the web 67, 30, and 24. Those are the big three that I like 130 to one. Had a really good week in Napa. Put some money in his pocket right out of the gate. First time on the PGA Tour last week or two weeks ago. So he's at uh, 130 to 1. All my, I've got some strong odds this week for you this week, Diane. You talk about guys starting the season hot. Remember Cameron Young finished runner-up here last year um, when he was a rookie. And then look what he went on to achieve in his debut season on the PGA Tour. So um, I love that. I think that it, we have to throw in the Corn Ferry Tour new recruits on the PGA Tour this week. Um, like we did at the Fortinet and over this kind of fall season because those are the guys that are super motivated to get out there and start hot. 
Yeah, and, and you know, we know, we also know that all the top players aren't playing. And this is always a big opportunity for the young guys to get in and, and get a win, get a top 10, you know, get going. I mean, the hardest thing on the PGA Tour, Diane, to do is play an event like the LA Open, for example, when every top player of the whole tour is playing and you're a little rookie and you can't do anything, you have a great week and finish 40th. Why is that? Because the other guys are more experienced, better. I'm taking some guys here. Uh, ben Ant, uh, sorry, Ben Ahn has some experience on this course. Paul Haley probably does not, but I'm, I'm going to use his momentum and his skill set that he has that he developed on the Corn Ferry to come over with some energy and some money. Money in your pocket early is a good thing because when you start to think about being a rookie, Diane, you get on tour, the first thing or the only thing you think about once you get there is how can I stay here? Yes. And the only way to stay on tour is to get enough FedEx points so you're over the hump, Diane, so you can relax because these guys are not relaxed, even though it's the first week. They they feel the pressure right out of the gate. And uh, Sahith Gala, he finished in the top 10 here last year as well. He's 20 to 1 this week and definitely one of the more, more popular picks to win. So, yeah, you know, another example of a name that was really put on the map early on in their debut season on the tour. So, all right, well, my guy is somebody who's playing his second year on the PGA Tour, Davis Riley at 45 to one. Now, it's only a matter of time, we've been saying this for a long time about Davis Riley, that, um, he, I mean, he's had some fantastic finishes last season and he's really gonna rise up the ranks and, and make himself a real name on the PGA Tour. He missed the cut of the Fortinet, which um, is obviously disappointing for the first event of the new season. However, he's a Mississippi boy. He's a native. He's playing in his hometown. He's going to have a huge amount of support this week. It's probably just what he needs after missing the cut in Napa two weeks ago. So I really like Davis Riley this week at 45 to 1 to seize that opportunity. Yeah, Davis Riley has one of the purest swings. I don't say this very much, but he has one of the best-looking golf swings that I've seen. I haven't seen him uh, in person yet, but on TV it looks unreal, and I love everything about Davis Riley. Uh, I'm not worried about any missed cuts from this guy. <clears throat> He's on the short list for the, for the, uh, for the Rookie of the Year. Cam, Cam Young is going to win it, but Davis Riley would be second in that voting, I would think. I mean, I don't get to vote anymore, but it's voted on by your peers. Send out a ballot to you, Diane, and you check who you think is going to be the, the, that player. But I think uh, Cameron Young will get it. Davis Riley will finish second, and he, he'll be feeling very good about his season last year and coming home to Mississippi. He said, I just want to put my name next to you when it comes to picking someone uh, because your research is so good and you're so lucky. That, no, uh, I'm not lucky. <laughs> I don't mind it if you're lucky. I like it if you're lucky. Um, <laughs> Well, he's eighth in total driving and tenth in putting. So those are the two stats that you say. You know, great ball striker, can putt really well. So he's ticking the boxes. And I just love the hometown heading back, having all that support around him. So The yeah. thing that I'm most shocked about from you is that you, in all your research that you're really good at, is last week, and I saw on Twitter you talked about the three girls that were paired together that were pregnant, and I can't believe you didn't oh, pick those three players last week. Me because either. 
Yeah. I, I was like, why didn't I pick Max Homer as, and he didn't end up being the top point scorer for the USA team. But um, I mean, it was at the Fortinet. Then the Fortinet, there was a whole all threesome in the Saturday <laughs> round. We're all had pregnant wives. Well, I picked Max Homer as my overall winner, so I got that win but, fine. But yeah. obviously, you knew what you were doing. Clearly, you, you, you knew know, which one out of the three to pick. You have yeah. Ben Ann this week, and his wife is pregnant too. So. There you go. And uh, I can't remember, was it Justin Lowers, his wife that's pregnant too? So, I don't know. We're all about the good pregnancy vibes right now. <laughs> Something in the water. We're going around. Right. Well, we have our dark horse picks finally. Guys over 100 to 1. Um, do you want me to start this week? I'm pretty yeah. confident with mine. Yeah. So, I'm going to go with Hayden Buckley and... I'm using the the Burns model from last year with extremely solid ball strikers, tee to green, off the tee. Um, Hayden Buckley is 130 to 1 this week. I look back at last season stats. For the whole PGA Tour, for the whole season, he was 13th off the tee, which is amazing. And after the Fortinet, he is number one off the tee right now so again you know we don't have a huge amount to go on but you can tell it's a real strength of his game plus he finished t4 at this tournament last year so obviously feels comfortable on this course and it fits his style of play nice odds for him this week at 130 to 1 so i'm going to stick with hayden buckley i don't blame you um I am got two, but you know who I got for sure, who I'm going to keep riding this horse until <laughs> he, until he comes in. Of course, uh, Robbie Shelton, who's an Alabama boy, who's number one in putting off Corn Ferry and number 21 in driving. So I've got him, as a, and he played well at Napa. So Ooh. Robbie Shelton uh, will play well this week, I think. But as everyone knows, MJ Duffy, uh, my guy, <laughs> who, went, who went to Lamar, who qualified more Mondays than Patrick Reed did back in the day, led the U.S. Open, done all these incredible things, finally got on the Corn Ferry and then kept his card in like five minutes, ran up the board, 50th in driving, 46th, T15th in putting coming off the corn, missed the cut in Napa. Doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I'm still riding MJ Duffy's coattails, Diane, until he brings it on home. You have given us some really good picks this week. Um, MJ Duffy won 30 to 1 and Robbie Shelton is 100 to 1. So those are good dark horses. Um, I just saw a, a funny story. It was, wasn't funny for Wesley Bryant, although he did manage to laugh it off. But he was playing in the Monday qualifier for the Sanderson Farms and um, realized that he had two seven irons in his bag. So he had one too many clubs and he was given a four shot penalty. So I don't think he made it through, but um, he had said to his caddy jokingly, you know, can you imagine if I was four or five under right now? <laughs> like nightmare so I just when you talk about Monday qualifying MJ Duffy yes he was the guy and you have been talking about him for a long time so it's uh, it's definitely not the time to give up on him well he hung around my son at school at University of Houston and played a lot of golf with the boys at University of Houston and my son Sam would come home to me and tell me dad I just played with this guy at the tournament course in Houston he shot 62 today 10 under he shot eight under yesterday, went out, you know, shoot a course record over here, course record there. And then I started to watch MJ as he tried to get on tour. He'd go all the way across the country in his car and Monday qualify, make it, make the cut. He's done this over and over and over again. And I just know that MJ Duffy is going to be a absolute star <laughs> making 
going to be coming. It's going to happen for him because those things don't happen. What I just talked to you about. Uh, of course, you, you hear guys that play well in their home home courses. Um, courses. However, when you hear guys that go off driving all over the place in Monday four spot every time, then get on the corn, get your card. Yeah. It is bubbling just below the surface, Diane. So get on the train now. The MJ Duffy train. Yeah, yeah. I have one more name that I have to mention when we talk about you know, um, we have the same guys that we like to pick often. There's no way that I can't mention Denny McCarthy again this week. Man, it's got to come. He's still looking for that debut win on tour. I pick him all the time. He's 18 to 1 this week. But he's an amazing putter. Ball striking has really come on over, the, especially the last season. But he's finished 18th, 17th, 7th, and 6th over the last four years at this tournament. So again, but it obviously feels very comfortable at the country club of Jackson. So I've got one eye on Denny McCarthy this week as well. And of course, <clears throat> you can come on our game this week and play against us on SG Tour app. We will have all these stats. And I guarantee you, Diane, if, if we didn't pick the winner, I guarantee you the winner is going to come out of about the top 10 in greens and reg this week. And they're going to probably, if they're, if they're in the top 10 in greens and reg, they'll probably be inside of the top 30 in putting. Yeah. That combination is going to, is going to, be interesting to see how that evolves, but I guarantee you that's what's going to happen. Okay. All right, then. Well, thank you very much for watching the Tour Report this week for the Sanderson Farms Championship. Yes, you can play along in the games. They're going to be open on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. So you can go up against Elk. I'm going to get my teams in this week as well. Four tiers, and you pick one guy from each tier to form your four-ball team. And the tiers are based on the official world golf rankings. So one guy from each tier, and then you can take part in as many games as you like and uh, we'll see how you get on up against us this week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.